GodsPeople.org with your host, Dennis Beard. Would you believe there is a civil war that's going to happen in the church? The old versus the new and the real church of the living God that only a remnant will be saved. Not the whole church. And what is the reason behind this? Tune into these podcasts. We're going into the present truth of the Word of God, the preceding Word that God is now revealing to those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. God said, I will do a new thing. Though all men hear it, yet they will not believe. God said, I'll do a new thing. A woman shall compass a man. Compass a man. Surround a man. Obviously, that's the birth of Jesus Christ. A woman shall conceive, bring forth a child. And thou shalt call his name Emmanuel. God with us. Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. Emmanuel, God with us. Assigned to Ahaz, Isaiah 7. But now we're talking about a new thing, the new wine. Something that will be revealed in the latter days, the end of days. A work of the ministry. Jesus being cut off in the midst of the week, a heptad, not a Shabbat, but a heptad, a week of years. A Shabbat would be a week of days, but a week of years. In Daniel 9, 24 through 27, 70 weeks are determined upon thy holy city, Jerusalem to build and restore the walls, even in troublous times. Times uh, such as never been, such as was a nation, even, even to the years of many generations. The worst that it's ever been. Famine, pestilence, sword, noisome beast. God's four sword judgments. A time of Jacob's trouble. A time of the end. Well, evil men and seducers waxing worse and worse. But during this time, though the devil comes down to the earth having great wrath, knowing that he hath but a short time, God, during this time, when evil comes in like a flood, God will, our Lord Jesus Christ will, raise up a standard against him. Search you out of the book and read, not one of these things shall fail. Oh, that they were wise that they understood their latter end. For the Lord will judge his people and repent himself of the evil when he sees their powers gone and there's none shut up or left. I, the Lord God, I kill, I make alive. I wound, I heal. Shall there be evil in the city now the Lord God had not done it? I cause it to rain on one city and not on another. And still you would not repent and turn to me. Come and let us return to the Lord. For he hath torn, he will heal us. He has smitten and he will bind us up. If we follow him to know that Lord, he said after the second day, a day with the Lord's a thousand years, after the second day, it's been 2,000 years since the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, glorified with the Father's own self, having all power in heaven and earth given unto him, he being the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, that spirit, glorified with that glory that he had with the Father before the foundation of the world, took it off to come into the world to die for the sins of the world, 
made it under the law to redeem us that were under the law and went back to his former glory, to the Father, not around him, not beside him, but to him, and said, I'll do a new thing. Jesus stated that you don't take a tear in a garment, and we know that the garment is the righteousness of the saints, and only the ones who will stand in that burning fire only he that is upright, the righteousness of the saints are the only ones that will stand in that day. But we have a remnant of her seed, only a remnant of the church, the true seed, the true body of Christ, only a remnant of them will be saved. Why? A remnant that keep the commandments of God, those that love God keep his commandments, and have the testimony of Jesus. That's a man-child birth, caught up to God and to his throne, not Jesus Christ, 2,000 years ago, birthed in a manger, but the body of Christ, the remnant of her seed that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. What is that testimony of Jesus? It is the new thing. It is the spirit of prophecy. Without that spirit of prophecy, a small s. Revelation 19.10. John saw it. The apostle John who wrote uh, the gospel according to John, wrote the three epistles, first, second, and third John, and then wrote the book of the Revelation. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto us servants things which must shortly come to pass. These things are the things of faith, earnestly contended for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Why will not all the church go on unto perfection? Because they don't believe it. They do not believe they will come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ unto a perfect man unto the knowledge of the Son of God. Not just knowing him not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, having the Holy Ghost, Christ in you, the hope of glory. But that is the knowledge of the Son of God is epigonosco. Gnosko is just knowing him after the Spirit, being born again. But the epigonosco, epi is much higher in glory. It's literally coming to unto a perfect man, to the perfect image of Jesus Christ. And many say, you can't do that. And they're born-again believers. They've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. They have the true Holy Ghost. They've been born of the water and the Spirit. But because they will not go on for one reason or another, they believe this or that, that perfection is not required. That God is simply happy with the way the church is right now. Still in carnal-minded, you're saved. 1 Corinthians 5 talks about are you still not yet carnal? For there be divisions and envy and strife among you. Are you still not yet carnal? Over 32,000 denominations on the face of the earth. And yet all say that all of them are going to heaven. When the Lord Jesus says, when they ask him point blank, Lord, few there be that will be saved. Jesus said, strive to enter in at the straight gate. 
for straight is the gate. That straight is not just straight as a narrow, but straight meaning very narrow, very, very like the Strait of Magellan, a very narrow passage that it's going to take perfect, a perfect captain at the helm of the rudder to guide, to literally guide that old ship of Zion through that strait. It will be done by the Lord God Almighty, those uh, for judgment beginning at the house of God and the righteous scarcely being saved. Where shall this end of the sinner and the ungodly appear? Oh, that they were wise, that they understood these things. What would befall the people of God in the latter days? We know that some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, having a conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding the marrying of saints from each which God has sanctified by the word of God in prayer. But why won't all the church be saved? Why will there be such a controversy? Because they'll say the old wine is better. No man, when you see in the book of Mark, Jesus talking said, no man, when he has drank the old wine, straightway desires the new. Because he says the old is better. The old, good old days. When they say the good old days, they're not speaking according to wisdom. For the path is just as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. There's a new wine, a revelation of Jesus. It is the Revelation 1, verse 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him, John, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. Those things are the things of faith, earnest and contended for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. He sent and signified this truth by his angel unto John, Jehovah favored, favored of God. That's the body of Christ in the last days. John will truly again prophesy, preach to many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings, Revelation 10, that John is the body of Christ. That same revelation that he has in the revelation of Jesus will be preached unto all, all again on the earth as a gospel, preached to all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. But God said in Joel 1, the new wine is cut off from you. How you priest, you ministers of God between the porch and the altar. Awake you drunkards and how? Why? Because the new wine is cut off from your mouth. There's an, there's an evil coming out of the north. The canker worm, the palmer worm, canker worm, caterpillar has barked all the trees, even all the trees of the field. My great army that I sent among them that thou mayest know them and try their ways. Our faith will be tried as by fire. But why will there be such a war in the church? Why will it be that only a remnant will be saved out of the true, real church that are born-again believers but will not come to full maturity, will not come unto not only overcomers but that of fathers? You see, there are several different growths in glory. And it is essential that we grow up in Him in all things, that we be not tossed to and fro by every one of doctrine. Somebody said, well, we're sealed if we love God. No, that's a lie. 
where we're sealed because uh, we're we're in the church of the living God by the blood. If you the blood flow, if you walk in the light as He's in the light in present truth, but not holding on to just the doctrine of repentance from dead works and a faith toward God, the doctrine of baptism, of laying on of the hands and of the resurrection and eternal judgment. And this will we do if God permit. Let us go on unto perfection. Hebrews 6. Not saying again over and over this is repentance or doctrine of baptisms. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You have to go on. He didn't say forget him. He said leaving therefore, leaving therefore first the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Let us go on to perfection. But very few believe that. They believe as long as you're in the flesh, you can never be perfect. Yet God said that those that he foreknew them, he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, not something less, to the image of Jesus Christ. To that perfect end, yes. And those that he predestinate, them he called. Them that he called, he also justified. See how it's going. And justified. And then he justified, he also glorified. So we have redemption, justification, redemption, sanctification through the truth, thy word is truth, and then ultimate glorification. But there's four levels of growth. And many that are babes in Christ will not grow up. And the children of the kingdom will be cast out. We have to come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus Christ. We find the bylaws of the kingdom of God in that kingdom of heaven and the greatest message ever preached in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Why would there be a war in church? Why there will be so many in the greater percentage of the church that will not believe that you have to go on into perfection. Jesus himself saying that they'll prefer the old rather than the new and that new wine is cut off from a mouth because we're drunk. Awake thou that sleepest and howl, Joel 1. For the new wine is cut off. Why is that? What is that new wine? In these different seasons of God, we start off in their seven feasts of the Lord. Most preach one or two feasts, eating the flesh of Jesus and drinking his blood, or by observing and obedience in doing those feasts of the Lord and partaking of his blood and eating his flesh. If we walk in the light as he's in the light, that requires present truth. Then we have fellowship one with another. That's blood flow. But that blood will bring us, that blood in the New Testament given for you, is how that we're sealed through the Holy Ghost, through that word, through the truth. The Holy Ghost will not speak of himself. Jesus said he'll speak of me for all that the Father's given is given unto me. Why? That we can grow up into him in all things. So he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Why is that so hard that we as a body of Christ do not, do not believe that? For the perfecting of the body of Christ? I think if we're saved, that's it. No, neighbor. You're saved, you're being saved as long as you obey the present truth and proceeding word of God and man will live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. 
And that's the revelation of the word. And it is the revelation of Jesus Christ, Revelation 1, verse 1. That revelation of Jesus Christ is the word that we've touched, handled, of the word of life, John said in 1 John 1, verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him, John, to show unto his servants, the servants of God, of those things. Things, yes, faith is the substance of things so far. The evidence of things not seen. I have many things to tell you disciples, but you're not able to bear them now. And Jesus was headed to the cross. When Jesus was headed to that cross, going to Jerusalem, and as he went into Jerusalem there for the first time in that last week before he went to the pavement, there being judged of Caiaphas, Pilate, and Herod, back and forth. He cleansed that temple one more time. He did it the first of his ministry. He did it at the end of his ministry, meaning that he will cleanse this temple one more time. Those that are hired harlings uh, will literally have and be overthrown by the Lord. But he said something there. He said, uh, there if a man has a garment and has a tear in it, the Lord hath torn, and he will heal us. That's that Hosea 6. Come and let us return to the Lord. Return where we were there yet, but we turned away. Why? Because we thought salvation was it. We, you know, bought the line that you just asked Jesus to come into your heart, you're saved. But repentance, godly saw our work of the repentance unto salvation, not to be repented of. You must be born again. Now we're going into the word of God. You must be born of the water and spirit. Marvel not, Jesus said, that I say unto you, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Except you be born of the water and the spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. John 3. Peter having the keys to the kingdom and that revelation of Christ on the day of Pentecost they said, men and brethren, what must we do? He said, repent. That's the first step. But that's only one step of seven. And be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Not Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Because Father's not a name. Son's not a name. The name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. And assuming that you have that revelation. You've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Acts 2.38 born of the water, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you have that gift, born, you know, born of the Spirit, Christ, that's Christ in you, the hope of glory. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's not of him. But as many as been baptized in Christ, they put on Christ, your wedding garment, with the outward evidence of speaking in other tongues. For all that are born again will speak with new tongues, Mark 16. You've been by birth of the water and of the spirit. Then it goes on and says, save yourselves from us toward generation. And save yourselves? Yes, now you go through sanctification of the truth. Thy word is truth. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Therefore, on the 19th of January, 2019, the Lord spoke to us in Transmera, Kilgoris, Kenya, Africa, after preaching at a church, Messiah Tribal Church, and coming out after about a three or four hour service in the afternoon, about two o'clock, 
then the Holy Ghost visited us. The Lord Jesus visited us and said, Seal my people by my word. As the angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, so send I you. This lasted for about two hours. We were amazed that God is now sealing his people in their forehead, not according to birth, not in that breastplate of righteousness of judgment, which is the work, doing the will of God, but in their foreheads, which is the priesthood, the garments of glory and beauty that you see in Exodus 28. The first sealing is an engraving of an engraver. That's a sealing. An engraving of a signet. There's the sign. Signified it by his angel and John. On the shoulders of the breastplate of the high priest. Upon the onyx stones. According to the birth. You were sealed at that time according to birth. But that's not the last sealing. Then you go on. And there's another engraving. Of an engraver. In Exodus 28. Which is that of a signet, a sign, a law of tall. You're going to a higher glory, going from glory to glory, going up into him in all things. And that is in the breastplate. And this is according to the tribes, doing the will of God. And then you'll have four rows, three in each row of the 12 tribes of Israel. And each one will be according to their work. And there will be diversification there. Everyone doesn't have the same calling. Not all are apostles, not all are prophets. There's works, there's helps, there's governments. But it's all one body. Different ministrations, but one spirit. And the body fitly framed together, where it's compacted together through the joints, through the edifying of itself in love. And that is the body coming together. Not through some denominational uh, teachings, but through the word of God, God bringing his people out into one body until the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Some will believe that, some won't. The ones that do will go on to the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ and to a perfect man. For whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate, to be conformed to the image of his son. Those that he predestinated, them he called. Them that he called, he justified. Them that he justified, he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. That is, God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of gotten out of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Why? Because the spirit of the son and the spirit of the father is one and self-same spirit. Even the father of glory. Jesus Christ There, even the Lord is that spirit, we all with open face beholding as in a glass, a mirror image of Jesus, the glory of the Lord. We're beholding that glory of the Lord are changed into the very same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. But many will say, oh, no, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to think about that in obedience. You don't have to read the word of God. You don't have to go deeper in the Word of God. You don't have to dig deep to found that rock and build your house upon the rock. So when the storm came, the flood beat again, and the winds beat against that house, that it'll stand. They're saying, don't worry about it. You're saved. Don't worry about any of the work of the ministry. 
You see, gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. And the work of the ministry requires the new thing, that revelation of Jesus Christ that was given unto John to show us, the servants of God, things that must shortly come to pass sin and signify it. Sign, alive, tog, signified. That is the final, not only of birth or doing the will of God, but sealed in our foreheads. That's the mind of Christ. That's the last sealing. And God's doing it now to those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. But to do that, you have to know the Word of God in present truth in the proceeding Word of God. Man will live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It is throne room revelation that God is revealing to His body, His church, now to those that have an ear to hear. Let them hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. This is not a, a word in a corner. It is what's God doing through His body now. And others say, oh, you're sealed because you're born again. No, you're not. You're sealed by going on in the truth, in the preceding word, into the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. That is, if you walk in the light as he's in the light, that walk is a progressive glorification in our Lord Jesus going from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. But that's not being taught. They're saying, well, you're sealed by the Holy Ghost of the day of redemption when you ask Jesus to come into your heart. Or this, not even born of the water and the Spirit. But assuming you are, assuming that you do know that you must be born of the water and the Spirit, you have obeyed Acts 2.38. You have repented and been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. You have partaken of the four first three feasts. Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits. Christ, our Passover, sacrificed for us. Then burial. That is unleavened bread, dead flat. No leaven in him, unleavened bread. The only sinless, spotless man, declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit by the resurrection from the dead. Then he is the first begotten from the dead, first fruits of them that slept. That's the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you've done that in repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, raised in the newness of life, you have partaken of the first three feasts. Then you receive the Holy Ghost. That's Feast of Pentecost. Then now you've partaken of four feasts. There still remains three feasts of the Lord in the new thing. Something that's never, ever been done before. Not even in the book of Acts in the former reign and what he's going to do in the latter reign. It's a new thing, Kainos. It's a new thing that's never, ever been done before. And that's why there will be contention in the church, striving in the church, the old wine versus the new. And there will be a war over it. The father delivering up the son, the mother, the daughter, mother-in-law, daughter, daughter-in-law, because of these things going on unto the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man to the measure, to that full measure, growing up into him in all things, all faith, all truth, the Holy Ghost leading us and guiding us into all truth. And when that which is perfect is come, that perfect charity, you've added to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, God life, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, then finally charity. Charity 
is believing God in obedience and keeping his commandments. So therefore, the new thing there in Jeremiah, God said, I'll do a new thing, not a revival, not something there. After the second day, I'll revive you. That's Hosea 6, 1 through 4. After the second day, I will revive you. This is not revival. There's been various moves of God throughout the centuries for the last 2,000 years. But this is not a revival. A revival is something you had, you lost, and you revived it again. This is a total new thing. God said, I'll do a new thing. Though a man tell it, yet they will not believe it. They will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, telling them what they want to believe. Oh, you're fine. You don't have to search and seek God for this truth in the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. We have to know those things, of course. If you add anything to the words of the prophecy of this book, the plagues of that book will be added to you. You're dealing with the heartstrings of God in his seals. No seals are upon his heart. There, and he said, anyone that taketh away from the words of the book of this prophecy. Well, if you have the spirit of prophecy, that testimony of Jesus is the only way that you will be approved of God and sealed in knowing that truth by the Holy Ghost. Not of our own, but through the Spirit of God leading us and guiding us into that truth, the revelation of Jesus Christ. And anyone that takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, the seals, trumpets, and vials of God Almighty, the, the book of sevens, the book of the consummation of all things, the feast of all feasts, the feast of charity, which these are spots in your feast of charity. Why? Because they say you don't have to have it. What is the feast of charity? That's the final consummation of perfection. That's the reason charity will cover a multitude of sins. Why? Because charity is the bond of perfectness. Perfectness is coming unto perfection to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, not being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, but growing up into him in all things. But the church, many of the present true members of the body of Christ that believe in one God will not go on. And because they don't, they will hear the frightful words of Jesus because they didn't go from babies unto little children. Little children, your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. And you've known the Father. They know the Father. They call him Lord, Lord. But Jesus said, not all saying to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Matthew 7. These are one God people. They are the true body of Christ, true Christians. But they must go on. But many will say, oh no, the old wine's better. We don't want that new wine. And Jesus said, I'm doing new bottles now. For the new wine must be put into new bottles, new wineskins. Because if they don't put new wine into old bottles and you're trying to get tabernacles and the season of Feast of Trumpets and the ministry voice of Jesus into that old, that it's going to burst and all the wine will be spoiled on the ground. You've got to go on. We've got to go on. And that's the reason why we're here to help you do that. Not, not because of any of our righteousness or our holiness, but for his namesake. We're simply servants of God to pop the rag, shine your shoes, and do what we can to help you in the body of Christ to overcome 
What is that? Well, when you're first born again, you're babies, designed the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Well, that's good. That's old wine. And then, but you have to grow. And then I remind you, little children. Well, you were little babies. But babies are unskillful in the word of righteousness, Hebrews 5. But now you go to little children. I remind you, little children, 1 John 2, 12 through 14, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake, thank God. You've been born of the water and the spirit. You believe in one God. And now, and you've known the Father. You know that Jesus is the Father of glory. You know the Son of God is glorified with the Father's own self, set down with the Father in his throne. There's a difference between set, S-I-T, and S-E-T. Set is a state of glory, forever settled. We are made to sit, S-I-T, together in heavenly places in Christ. But Jesus, in Revelation 3.21, said, To him that overcometh, will I grant to sit. Sit with me in my throne. But where'd you go, Jesus? Even as I overcame, and I'm set, S-E-T, down with my Father in his throne. He's the only one that is the Father of glory. He's the only one that was glorified with the Father's own self with the glory he had before the foundation of the world, John 17, 5. Revelation 3, 21. Matthew 28, 18. All power in heaven and earth given unto the risen Christ. Acts 2, 36. Let all the house of Israel know surely that same Jesus whom you crucified, that man, God hath made him both Lord and Christ. That man is God. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. That second Adam was made a quickening spirit, small s. Why? That man saved you by the shedding of his righteous holy blood, the Son of God. 1 John 3, 16. Hereby perceive the love of God because he laid down his life for us. Therefore, we have to lay down our lives for the brethren. Who laid down his life? God did. Acts 20, 28, take heed yourselves over all the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. Acts 20, 28, that's God's own blood. 1 Timothy 6, 15, Jesus Christ, the blessed and only potentate. Who is that potentate? The omnipotent, almighty, the omniscient, omnipresent God who only hath immortality. Who? Jesus Christ. Dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. First Timothy 6, 15, 16. Who is he? Revelation 1, 8. Alpha and Omega, the beginning of the end, which is, was, and is to come. The Almighty God. They believe that. That's the true body of Christ. But that's not enough. They have to grow up into him in all things. You have to continually grow from little babies to little children. Little children now, their sins are forgiven for his name's sake, and they've known the Father. They know that Jesus is the Father. Is that the final growth? No. There's another glory. From glory to glory. From faith to faith. Till you finally reach that charity, which is perfection. When that which is perfect is come. What? Charity. Then when that which is in part shall be done away with. Now we'll know even as we're known of him. Now then, face to face. That face is the perfect image of Jesus Christ. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But then face to face, that same glory 
to the image of Jesus Christ, a perfect image. We've grown into the image of Jesus Christ. Then he's going to put in the sickle. Why? Because the harvest is ripe. He's going to reap it into his barn. Why? Because he's going to present to himself a glorious church without spot or blemish. That has come to the measure of the stature of Jesus Christ. Literally, the Greek is Jesus presenting to himself a perfect spotless church, a perfect image of himself, a perfect bride. He's coming for a glorious church without spot, without blemish, perfect in all her ways that we all may be presented blameless at his coming, both spirit, soul, and body. And Paul said that we may present you know, and, and what, to do something to help perfect that, perfect that which is lacking in you. you might, uh, some gift that would help perfect you because we're coming into perfection. Knowing this, that he that hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Being confident of this very thing, that is what the Lord is doing. But we have to have an ear to hear. We have to go on to the image of Jesus Christ and to the knowledge of the Son of God. That knowledge is epigonosco. Epi, a perfect image of Jesus Christ. We have this treasure in earth and vessels. Going from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord, and to His image. Many people won't believe that. So, no, we can't do that. We're saved. Forget about it. They won't go on. They won't do the new thing. What's the new thing? The work of the ministry. And because of that, many will come against the Word of God and say, that is not the Word of God. If you're saved, that's it. There's nothing else. There's... There's no work of the ministry. There's nothing else you will do. There's no preaching of this gospel to all the world for witnessing unto all nations and then the incoming. You will not come to that glorious uh, or vile body being fashioned like his glorious body whereby he's able to subdue all things unto himself. What he told Adam, multiply yeah, that, that and, and subdue the earth and, and multiply that seed zone, but subdue. And how is he going to subdue all things into himself? Through the body of Christ. Our vile body being fashioned like into his glorious body, whereby he's able to subdue all things unto himself. So what is this new thing? What is so important that we don't have it? We will not be sealed of God in our forehead. Well, first we have to be born again. We're, little, we're newborn babes. Then we come to the little children what? Because we know that Jesus is the Father. That's 1 John 2, 12-14. Then we grow to that next step of uh, overcomers. Young men. I ran to you young men because you've overcome the wicked one. The Word of God is strong in you. Well, how'd you do that? You got the Word of God in you. How do you prove what is the perfect will of God? I beseech you, brethren, by the mercy of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove. Prove what? What is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for you is? Romans 12, 1. It's only done through the Word. Well, if you hadn't read the Word of God for yourself, there's no way you're going to be an overcomer. He gives you revelation and that faith in the revelation of Jesus and that faith will be tried as by fire so that it may come forth as pure gold. There is the 
growth there of young men. Not full grown yet, but certainly on your way, you're overcomers. That's the reason why you see in Revelation 2 and Revelation 3, only him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna. Why? Because in Christ are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Colossians 2, 1 through 9. That's in Christ, the revelation of Christ. And I'll give him a white stone to him that receives it, a new name written that only he knows that receives it. A new name, that's the new, the new thing, the new name, the new revelation of Jesus Christ, a higher glory in that church of the living God. Though the outward man perish, the inward man is renewed day by day. But it's got to come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That inward man, there growing up in him in all things, it doesn't grow except you feed it the word of God by faith believing. Not, not in word and in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And then as you do, you grow in faith. You grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. You grow in grace. You grow in the knowledge. You grow in grace, which is grace is through righteousness. It reigns through righteousness, which means that the forerunners already entered in Jesus Christ himself and expects you and I to do the same thing. Why will there be a great contention, a great war in the church and the old coming against the new, the old wine against the new wine? They're all virgins. Ten virgins. All of them are virgins. All of them are believers. But there comes a midnight cry. And all know that there's something there. All the virgins know. And they go out. They say, Behold, the Lord cometh. And uh, uh, they go out to meet him. They trim their wicks. They light their, their, their wick. The only difference is... One has oil, five wise virgins have oil for their lamps. The truth of the word. The oil is the truth of the word. The Holy Ghost is the fire that lights it. But there's five foolish virgins. Why? Because they didn't believe it. They didn't think it was necessary. They didn't seek God for this oil. They, were they born again? Of course they were. They're virgins. But it came time in that midnight cry, go yet to meet him. All of them went out to meet him. All of them knew that there was a work coming. The only difference is one knew what it was. One group did and the others didn't. They hadn't sought. Search out the book and read. Not one of these things shall fail. What things? The things of faith. Faith is the substance of things so far. The evidence of things not seen. The revelation of Jesus Christ is just showing to his servants things which must shortly come to pass. These are the things of faith in the revelation of Jesus in a full unveiling of Jesus in and through the body of Christ consummating in the second return, the second advent of Jesus Christ. But before he returns, there is a work of the ministry. A time, times a half, three and a half years that he gives unto his servants power. And that is why this new thing that God is doing, we must receive in order to be sealed. Not as newborn babes, not as little children, not as young men. Young men, we've done the will of God. Because you've overcome the wicked one. 
I ran to you, young man, because the word of God is strong in you. First John 2, 12 and 14. That's the reason Jesus said in Matthew 5, 6 and 7, the greatest sermon ever preached, a sermon on the mount, and called the Beatitudes, but that's a constitution of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said, not all the same to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Lord, Lord, no man can call Jesus Lord except saved by the Holy Ghost. You know that he's the Lord Jehovah, God Almighty. He is the Father of glory. They are one God, Jesus named people. But yet they did not go on. And Jesus there said, I never knew you. They would begin to profess unto Jesus, Lord. We've cast out devils. We've done many wonderful works in your name. We've cast out devils in your name. We prophesied in your name. And the Lord would say, Depart from me. I never knew you, you that work iniquity. What is iniquity? Lawlessness. Not being led of the Spirit of God. Not being led of the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. If you walk in the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And Jesus will say, I never knew you. Why? For you did not do the will of my Father which is in heaven. You didn't do the will of God. You did not. You were called to do something in the body of Christ. You never fulfilled your call. Make your calling and election sure. Somebody said, I don't know what my call is. Then seek God. I'll guarantee you, and by the, by the promise of the word of God, he will lead you and guide you into your call, and you'll make your calling and election sure. Not only called, but chosen and faithful in that call. In the book of the Revelation, you find only the called, chosen, and faithful. These are the only ones that will receive the final sealing of fathers. I write to you fathers because you've known him that's from the beginning. That's the son of man of revelation. That's the kingdom, office of the spirit of God. Jesus ahead, you and the members of the body of Christ, we are the body of the Christ. He's the head with the body. And he said, I write to you fathers because you've known him that's from the beginning. Who's him that's from the beginning? The word of God. It's the word that, that will be made manifest in and through the body of Christ. We're not the word, we're not Christ, but Christ will manifest in and through us. But it takes the mind of Christ. It takes a sealing. And to get sealed, we have to know what that those promises are. These exceedingly great and precious promises that Paul said, take heed, lest a promise slip any of you that you should seem to come short of entering into his rest. Hebrews 4. Why? Because it remained the rest of the people of God. If Jesus had given the rest, somebody said, that's Joshua. Yes, the antitype, Jesus, had given them rest. He will not have spoken of another day. There remaineth a rest to the people of God. And Paul's preaching well after Jesus has been glorified said, take heed lest a singular promise slip any of us that we should seem to come short of entering into his rest, that eternal rest, that eternal Sabbath. There remaineth the rest to the people of God. That's that seventh day. It's the book of sevens. It's a book of prophecy. It's the feast of all feasts. It's the feast of prophecy. It's the feast of tabernacles. The feast of ingathering. It is uh, the feast of perfection. Don't miss it, neighbor. Don't miss it. There will be a great controversy in the church. There will be war and divisions in the body of Christ, the true body of Christ, because some say this is not so, this is not the word of God, because when God does this work, it'll be not only the redemption miracles of Jesus, he gives power unto his two servants, to the servants of God. 
These are the two witnesses. Somebody's with two witnesses. That's two men. That's two men. Let's find out who the two men are. John 8, Jesus. John 8, 13. They came to Jesus. The Pharisees said, Jesus, you bear record of yourself. Your record is not true. Jesus said, though I bear record of myself, my record is true. I'm not alone. I and my Father sent me. It's written in your law. The testimony. Notice how he goes to the testimony. This is the testimony of Jesus. He didn't say record. He said the testimony. It's written in your law. The testimony of two men is true. I am one that beareth witness of myself. In the days of his flesh, Jesus, in that body of flesh and blood, in the days of his flesh, is one that bore witness of himself. And he said, the father that sent me, that other man, he's the one. He also beareth witness of me. There's your two witnesses. There's the testimony in the two witnesses, the body of Christ and the spirit. They said, where's your father? And Jesus said, if you know me, you should have known my father also. You're from beneath, I'm from above. You're of this world, I'm not of this world. More of Jesus spoke these words in the treasure. No man laid hands on him because his hour was not yet come. More of Jesus said, I go my way. Whether I go, you cannot come. Where's he going? He's going to be back to him to be glorified with the Father's own self with the glory he had with the Father before the world was and all power in heaven and earth has been given unto him. All that the Father has given unto him. There, they said, will he go? Where will he go? Will he kill himself? Jesus said, except you believe that I am he, the Father of glory, you shall die in your sins. This they understood not. He spake to them of the Father. They still don't understand today. That's little children. That's not even overcomers. I ran to you overcomers. Young men, because you've overcome the world. The word of God's strong in you. You've been through testings and trials, and you have overcome the wicked one. The devil, the world, and your own flesh. You crucified the flesh with the affections and the lust. Now there remains one more sealing. So he said, well, you sealed by just... Having the blood, the blood flow, friend, is understanding the word. The word in the, the blood's in the New Testament given for you. You can't just walk around there and haphazardly say, oh, you're sealed. Why? Because you said so? You've got to know the word, friend. And you've got to be walking in that present truth, that present light. There's plenty of ones out there that have no idea of what the sealing of God in therefore is it. It's the mind of Christ. That this mind being you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not wrong, believe God, but made himself of no reputation, literally humbled himself, condescending to men of low estate, broken and contrite, not seeking that of, an, of, of their own wealth, but that which is of another's, trying to provoke unto good works to the body of Christ preferring their brothers among themselves. 1 Peter 4, 1, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same mind. That's the mind of Christ. That's the mind that you have to have crying out for the sins and abominations done in Jerusalem, in the church, in the city Zion. Only ones that are sealed in Ezekiel 9 are the ones crying out for the sins and abominations done in Jerusalem. And there were six men with a destroying weapon in their hand, judgment of God, and one with a rider's inkhorn by his side to set a mark 
a tab, not a loft, beth, gommel, daleth, etc. Uh-huh. All the way to the tab. The tab is the cross. It's going all the way to the aloft of the tav. It's the A to the Z. Coming to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Not stopping along the way. Well, you did run well, but who hath hindered you? That you should not obey the truth. You did run well, but who hindered you? He that overcometh at the end, the same will be saved. And that is exactly, we all run a race, but only one winneth the prize. Therefore run that you may obtain. The kingdom of God suffers violent. The violent take it by force. That's the reason John in Revelation 10 had to take the book out of the angel's hand, the little book, the Bibliaridian, that little book that now has been comprised and literally compacted into a small book where we can eat all of it. Not part of it, not one verse Charlie out of it, but all of it. Coming to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. Those seven thunders uttered their voices. John was about to write it, see thou write it not. He's not going to let some uh, denomination or some uh, commentator commentary get a hold of this. It's going to be through the Holy Ghost and only by the Holy Ghost. Through the spirit of Jesus himself, no other person is going in. No other member of the body of Christ can be sealed except through that word, through the Holy Ghost. And it's through that book. It's, that's the reason he said, the angel had that book in hand and said, take ye the book. Nobody's going to give it to you. Take that book out of the angel's hand and eat you all of it. Not part of it, all of it. This is all truth. It'll be sweet to your mouth as honey and bitter to your belly. The honey is the sweetness of the word of God. To that, that hungry soul, if you're hungry for the word of God, even the bitter herbs, if you, even the bitter herbs are, are sweet to you. But to the soul that's filled, he even loatheth a honeycomb. He didn't want the sweetness of the word, let alone the sufferings that go with it. You want that mind of Christ? Y'all know called to believe on Jesus is also to suffer with him. First Peter 4, 1, for as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh. Be ye therefore likewise minded. There's the mind of Christ. For he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, and we all will. And it says there in 2 Thessalonians 1, that your tribulation and persecution arises there for that word's sake. We find that your faith groweth exceedingly and the charity of every one of you aboundeth one toward another. Charity is that perfect has come. That's obedience to the word of God. Charity that'll cover a multitude of sins. It's obedience, not just love, but love based in doing the will of God and obedience to his commandments. Only the ones that will be sealed are the ones that know the new thing, that know the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. And to the knowledge of the Son of God. There unto a perfect man. Those are the only ones that's going to make it. The only ones that's going to be sealed. And the voices of one crying in the wilderness. It's a voice there of John the Baptist, which is the voice of Elijah in the last days. We must see that work of Elijah. Yah is Elohim, the Lord God. He is Jehovah. That is Jesus. He is the Lord. If you see Elijah, the work of that ministry, you see Elijah go up, 
you'll have whatsoever. You'll have a double portion there, Elisha. That mantle will come down upon you, the body of Christ, if you see it. You've got to see Elijah go up. Then that mantle will fall upon you. Elijah must first come and restore all things. The heavens must receive Jesus at the times of the restitution or restoration of all things. True, God's doing it now. Will you be one that fights against this new thing? Or will you be one that sends forth the feet of the ox and ass and send it forth? Look, take a look at Haggai. I'm going to leave this with you. Tune into these podcasts. We're going into depth. What it is in the work of the ministry, what it is in that work, that ministry of Jesus Christ that will be revealed in and through the body of Christ in the last days, these days. You'll find in Haggai, it's the 21st day of the seventh month. That is not Pentecost. This is not Pentecostal. This is tabernaculist. Those that are going on in the new thing. And you're going to see that it is addressed to the second year of Darius, the king, in the sixth month, in the first day of the month, sixth month, right before going into the seventh month, which is a season of tabernacles and three more feasts of the Lord. The season of Passover, death, burial, and resurrection. The feast of weeks, you receive the Holy Ghost. The feast of tabernacles, there you have three feasts there in that season. Those are the Moed, the divine appointments of God with man. And that is... Uh, the Feast of Trumpets, the ministry voice of Jesus, the work of the ministry. Three and a half years, time times a half, 42 months of 1,203 score days of the Jesus ministry to fulfill his week. This gospel being preached in all the world for a witness and all nations in the end will come. Haggai, the feast prophet, is showing us here the month right before this breakthrough and what we must do to be a part of it. Let's see what he says. Foreshadowing the things that are coming in the work of the ministry and the revelation of Jesus Christ. Came the word of the Lord of Haggai the prophet. Who did it come to? Zerubbabel. Not by might nor by power, but my, my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. This is by the spirit of God. It's not through your denominational teaching. Not through your pamphlets and quarterlies that come down from headquarters. It's just through the Holy Ghost. And only those that come out of the tradition of the elders that's made, the Word of God in none effect, will take part and be sealed with the Holy Ghost uh, sealing them in their foreheads, the mind of Christ. Zerubbabel, born and conceived in Babylon, the son of Sheltier, ask of God, prayers to God, Sheltiel, ask and requested of God, the ones that are prayerful. Governor Judah, and to Joshua, the ones that are called by the name Joshua is the Hebrew name for Jesus, 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 Jesus in the Greek, Joshua in the Hebrew, which all the ones in the body of Christ in heaven and in earth are named that name, Jesus. It means been baptized, Christ put on Christ, your call by that holy name, Jesus. The son of Josedek, righteous, 
the righteous ones, the upright ones. The high priest saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, this people say, The time is not come. The time that the Lord's house should be built unto perfection. Then came the word of the Lord to Haggai, saying, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses? And this house lie waste? Lie waste? Yes. Because we're going from Pentecost building this literally house, the, the Bethel, the house of God, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ in tabernacles, a different season, a new thing that's never been done before, a new stone where it's written a new name that only he knows that receives it. This is the new thing that God will do with Korah of the Kohathites came against the ministry of Moses. Remember my servant Moses. Behold, I send you Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. He's going to turn the hearts of the fathers. Who are the fathers? The ones that come unto the knowledge of this sealing. Turns the hearts of the fathers. The fathers have known him that's from the beginning. The word of God unto the children. Why? Because the children have got to come up. Turn the hearts of the fathers to children, children to the fathers. Why? Lest I come and smite the earth with a curse, Malachi 4. Dear, now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in a little. We're trying to still stay in the season of Pentecost. Friend, God has moved on. The light of God is shining in the ministry voice of Jesus in Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, the trumpet voice of the ministry of Jesus. But you have, you brought, you, you sow and bring in little. You have not enough. Why? You drink, but you're not filled with drink. You clothe, but there's none warm. You earn the wages but to earn wages to put it into a bag with holes. It seems like no matter what we do, we go to church, we pay the tithes of all we possess, fast twice in a week, and yet we're saying, what is going on? We don't see the works. We have more people leaving the church now than we ever have. Why? Because God's about to do a new thing. He's preparing the body of Christ to those right now that have an ear to hear. He's sealing them down. For that work of the ministry. It's the new thing. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house. And I will take pleasure in it and I will be glorified, saith the Lord. This is to the praise of God's glory, not ours. You looked for much and lo, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I did blow upon it, God said. Why, saith the Lord of hosts, because of your house, the house of God, you build your house, but the house of God lieth waste. The word of God and the present truth is dying out there. It's lying waste. Everybody wants to be in the old house that is uh, uh, literally torn and ragged, built a grove. And there is a beautiful house on the top, the house of God, in the word of God that he's doing now. But you've got to go and build in that one. Not in Pentecost, in tabernacles. Not in the Feast of Weeks, 
not in the book of Acts 2, but in Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ, the consummation of all things, the latter reign, not the former, the latter reign. The former reign was Acts 2, Pentecost. But this is the last great reign of his strength. And Zechariah 10.1, ask you to be reigned in the time of the latter reign, not the former reign, the latter reign. The soul will the Lord make bright clouds and forth showers to every one grass in the field. But you have to sow to that. You have to build in that, not in the old ways, uh, then the new thing that God is doing. And that new wine is cut off because why? We're sleeping. Awake you drunkards and howl. Awake thou that sleepest. We're asleep. Well, God's waking the body of Christ up. How's he doing? Well, through tsunamis, through COVID-19. There's going to be famine, plus the sword, noise and beast, my four sword judgments. And that will wake the earth up, the world, to turn to him. Seals, trumpets, and vows, God's sword judgments in the earth. Not to destroy us, but to return to him. For the Lord torn, he will heal us. He's smitten, he will bind us up. Hosea 6, after the second day, he will revive us. This is not revival. In the third day. We're in the third day now. But who will hear? In the third day, I will raise you up. And you will live in my sight. If you follow on to know the Lord. Not stopping. Follow on. Keep going on. Run that race. You follow on to know the Lord. His going forth is prepared as the morning. That's the reason it comes at midnight hour. There. That there's ten virgins. Five wise, five foolish. Five wise took oil for the lamb. We're giving the oil in the podcast now as God has shown us to give it to you, freely receive, freely give. But the five foolish virgins held on to the little denominational beliefs. You're saved. Don't worry about it. There's nothing else, nothing more to come. Well, somebody said, well, I know there's more to come, and I just don't know what it is. Then know what it is. <laughs> You've got to know what it is. To show unto us things that are coming. Those are things of faith. The work of the ministry. Why that cherubim of glory? Why the four beasts, the zoe? That's what we're going into. That's the reason why we're bringing this. That's the reason God spoke to us to bring it. That's our call. And we're going to obey that call. We've had many try to stop us. We've been shot at. We've been uh, literally uh, thrown out, cast out. Because the tradition of those made the word of God another effect. The new wine will not go into those old bottles, old wineskins. It has to be into the new wineskins. And God is looking for those new wineskins now. Take a look at what Haggai says. That feast prophet. He said, he said there, and he'd take pleasure if you build in it. He said, you look for much and the Lord came to little. When you brought it home, I blew upon it. Why? Because my house, the house of God, lieth wait. Somebody said, well, I'm building. I'm giving to the church. I give it to the church fine. We're not talking that. We're talking about the new thing that God's doing. The new thing. A woman shall compass a man. Jeremiah 31. What, what, what woman compassing a man, surrounding a man? Somebody said, well, that was Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. No. It's Jesus Christ being formed in the church now, Revelation 12. Those that keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. The remnant of her seed. There will only be a remnant of the church that are in the truth now that will go on unto perfection. That woman right now, no matter what you're in, what church or denomination, you think you have the truth. The real true body of Christ is going through tribulation and persecution. 
Why? So that your faith can grow exceedingly and the charity of every one of you aboundeth one toward another. Where'd you, how'd you get to charity? You added to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. Charity is the final perfection that you love the body of Christ. You have literally gave your life a living sacrifice unto Jesus, forsaken all that you have to be his disciple. You are the ones that God is calling for now. Some of you have great finances and you think you're going to be saved with all your riches. You better rich, be rich toward God and not rich toward yourself. Somebody said, what do I do? Sell that you have and give alms. Provide for your strength treasures in the heavens where moth does not corrupt and thieves and not break through and steal. That's why. You can be, somebody said, well, I have to give up. Well, if you say rich toward God and not rich toward yourself. God knows you have need of things. He'll supply all you need according to the riches of Christ Jesus. There's a grace that accompanies that in 2 Corinthians 8. And if you've grown in faith and in the knowledge of the Lord, see that you what? Grow also and in the abundance of this grace. What's that grace? Giving. The ministry of giving and receiving. 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. You have to make a move. You can't stand in the status quo and be at ease in Zion. Woe be to them that are at ease in Zion. Jesus said, I'll search Jerusalem with candles and punish all them that are settled on their leaves. You've got to be stirred up into the present truth. That new thing that God will do. Behold, I do a new thing. A woman shall compass a man. That's Revelation 12, the church. I saw a great water in heaven. A woman clothed with the sun and the moon and feet upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. She cried, travailing in pain. That's what's happening to the body of Christ now. She's crying, travailing in pain. She's going through persecution and tribulation, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that she might be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God. And what happens? There's another great wonder in heaven. A great red dragon having seven and ten horns and ten crowns upon his head to devour the man-child as soon as a woman brought forth. That man-child is a new thing, caught up to God into his throne. And the two wings, she brought forth that man-child. God's doing that right now, if you have an ear to hear. But you've got to get in with that present truth. You can't sit back in the old store of things. You have to get into the new, the revelation, present truth, the proceeding word of God in order to be sealed in your forehead, Revelation 7. There's only one way, and that's through the Word of God, the Holy Ghost sealing you. Through that truth, these things that must shortly come to pass, that God is showing to His servants now, to those that have an ear, to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Seal the servants of God in their forehead, these things, that Revelation 12, man-child is that new thing. And we will expound greatly on that. It's a wonderful, beautiful work, work of the ministry. It's all Jesus, by him, through him, in him, and nothing but him. No flesh shall glory in his sight. Not any denomination, nothing will glory in his sight. Only those that have forsaken all that they have, that they may be his disciples. Trouble on every side, but not in distress, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed, always bearing about in their body the dying of the Lord Jesus. 
Why? You're not only called to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer for his namesake. For we which always are delivered unto death. Why? That the life of our Lord Jesus Christ may be made manifest in our mortal bodies. There's the cross. There's your first Peter 4.1. The mind of Christ. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, be ye therefore likewise minded. That mind of Christ, he'll seal you. The servants of God in their forehead. Not in the right hand. The mark of the beast is in their forehead and in their right hand. Not us. Why? Because the hand of God is Lord himself. He's the one doing the work. It's in our forehead. It's the mind of Christ. Only in the forehead. And I heard the number of them that were sealed, 144,000. He wrote, RMD, thousand. Thousands perfected glory, perfected glory. Only the ones that are perfected will be sealed. 144 is RMD, R100M40D4. That is east or eastward in the work of God, the word of God, which is the work of the Holy Ghost. East, eastward in the word of God is always through the spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, Jesus, the spirit of his son, which is the spirit of the father, one spirit working in and in and through us to bring us unto perfection. Still those who 144,000, those that are sealed in their foreheads, only the ones that are perfected will be sealed. They have the word of God. They have the mind of Christ. For as much as Christ suffered for us flesh, be therefore likewise minded. Why? Because he that suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. And that's why you get that mark, that tithe, the cross, the consummation of all things. Not a, a loft, death, or gobble. Not a dela, Not a hog. Not a, a, all the way to a tithe. The tithe is the final final tab is a final mark that's in our foreheads. That's what you see in Ezekiel 9. It states the mark is the tab. It's the last letter of the Hebrew ABC theory. What's he doing now? The ain are the eyes, the fountain, the fountain of revelation, the eyes, the ain, the paves of mouth. And God's doing it now. These are the stages of growth and glory. And as soon as she brought forth a man-child, we're going through a warfare, not against the serpent, not against the scorpion, the old devil. We're going to fight the great red dragon. The full onslaught of Satan through the synagogue of Satan against the body of Christ in the fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus. For three and one half years, this warfare will rage the kingdom of darkness against the kingdom of God. The good news is we win. We will. Blessed are they that die in the Lord. Yea, saith saith the Spirit, they, they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. That's all the fifth seal, souls of them that were slain for the word of God and the testimony which they have. These are the ones that are sealed. Which is they, these there for the word of God, the testimony. What is that testimony? That's a ceiling, friend. That's a ceiling, the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus. That's a ceiling in their forehead, the mind of Christ. Revelation nineteen ten, having the mind of Christ. 
Who did John see in Revelation 19.10? Well, he thought he's going to bow down to worship the Lord. And the man said, See thou doest it not. I am of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. I've got this sealing of the Holy Ghost. I've got this sealing in my forehead that I've received in Revelation 7, 2 and 3. I'm one of those 144,000. I'm at Revelation 14, 1, having the seal of the living God, the Father, in my forehead. That is Jesus ahead, we the body of Christ coming unto the measure of the statue of Jesus and to a perfect image of Jesus Christ to the point that John saw that church and said, that is Jesus. One man fell in heaven and earth, all named, the whole body named the name of Jesus. Not only in heaven, but in earth also, all having that name. John was about to worship him. He said, see thou doest it not. This is the body of Christ. You don't worship that the servants of God. I'm of thy fellow servants. I'm a fellow servant. And of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. And he tells you, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit, small s, of prophecy. That's the body of Christ coming to the image of Jesus Christ. Christ through them working a full work of the ministry in these last days, friend. Ephesians 4, 11 and 12, 13. Growing up into Jesus and all things. This is what guys talking about. Right before that seventh month and that Feast of Tabernacles and that work of the ministry in the ministry voice of Jesus, he said uh, in verse 10, Therefore, the heaven over you is stayed from dew. And what? And the earth is stayed from her fruit not from her corn harvest of Pentecost of wheat and barley. No, from the fruit harvest of oil and wine. That's the reason the virgins, they didn't take a corn harvest of wheat and barley. They didn't have oil for the lamp. That's a fruit harvest of oil and wine in tabernacles, not Pentecost, tabernacles. It's a work of the ministry. It's a greater glory than Pentecost. Listen, in verse 11, Haggai 1, verse 11, and I call for a drought upon the land. My God, it's been a drought now, not of, 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 of literal natural corn, but of the word of God, of hearing the word of God. And upon the mountains and upon the corn and upon not only the corn harvest of, of Pentecost, but of not wine upon the new wine, not the old wine. This Melchizedek ministry, he gave him, he gave him bread and wine. What is that wine? That's fruit harvest, oil and wine. That's the reason those five wise virgins had oil for their lamp. They've got this new wine. The others don't. And he said, upon that new wine and upon the oil. The oil is in that tabernacle. Harvest of oil and wine, which is the fruit harvest in the seventh month. This is the sixth month right before God has called us. We're in the sixth month now preparing for that final work of the ministry in the 21st day of the seventh month, which is the next chapter in Haggai. And upon which the ground bringeth forth, and upon men, upon cattle, upon all the labor of the hands. Then Zerubbabel, 
You notice that it's the two witnesses, the two sons of oil in Zechariah 4. He saw the two olive branches. Those are the two olive trees of Revelation 11. Those are the cherubim of glory in 1 Kings 6.23. That's the work of the ministry in the last days, friend. And he sees it here. He says, in Zerubbabel, in Z- and that's Zechariah 3. What do you see? What do you see, Zechariah? He said, I see two olive branches. And these two olive branches sitting on a bowl over the seven lamps to feed the church. Well, there's a seven lamp stands. That's a golden candlestick. And that candlestick is the church, but these two olive ones empty out of themselves gold and oil. That's the two witnesses. That is the body of Christ and the Spirit of God. John 8, 13, just as Jesus said, John 18 through 27 tells you exactly what the two witnesses are. The testimony of Jesus tells you exactly what the testimony of Jesus is. Everything that is written in those Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the days of Jesus' flesh will be doing again exactly as Jesus did. The same steps that he took. The way already having been made. The way, the truth, and the light. And in Zechariah 3 said, this is, Zechariah the third chapter says, this is those two olive branches that empty out of themselves the golden oil. Zechariah, what are these? I don't know. said, this is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Here's Zerubbabel right here. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltier, the ones of prayer, the sons of prayer. And Joshua, the son of Josedek, the ones that name the name of Jesus, that are upright, walking in righteousness in the present truth of the word. Not, not an old store of just got the Holy Ghost, but obedience to the Holy Ghost in the new thing. The high priest, your call is priests, kings and priests of the Lord your God. And with all the remnant of this people, the remnant of the church, not the whole church. Revelation 12 only tells us those that have the Spirit of God in the church, there will only be a remnant of her seed, a remnant of that church that will birth that man-child that could keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. Why not all of them? Because they won't believe it. And that's the reason there'll be a war in the church. The old store, the old wine, fighting the new wine. The old thing they're saying, God will not do a new thing. In that third day, he will do a new thing. God said, I'd do a new thing. It's a koinos. Koinos, it's in the Greek, a new thing. What is it? It is uh, uh, giving to you that new thing, that new white stone. Where it's written a new name. It's that hidden matter. Why won't all see it? Because they will not seek God and go on unto perfection saying it's not necessary. My pastor said I don't need it. Our denominational says, well, why do I want you to get it? Because you will come out into the true body of Christ working the works of Jesus in the work of the ministry. Ephesians 4.12. He's called you for it. Growing up into him and all things. But it won't happen in a church, friend, in a denomination. It'll happen in the true body of Christ. The church is going through a change. That woman, that, that uh, uh, maternal 
spirit of care this is going to birth a man child that is uh, into that man a paternal and when it brings forth it won't be in the little holding on just preaching a little baptism or you need to be filled with the spirit or you need to obey God these are the ones that are bringing the works of the ministry power into my two servants that will bring forth something they've never ever seen before the redemption miracles of Jesus the judgment miracles of Moses and the kingdom miracles of Elijah in Revelation 11 we'll go into depth in that to show you it'll be something that the world has never seen before and the fire that proceedeth out of their mouth is the proceeding word of God and only ones that are sealed are going to be in that. You either make that fullness of the measure of the statue of Jesus or you lose all. Why? Because that Matthew 7, Jesus said, not all saying to be Lord, Lord, that are saved and in that Jesus' doctrine of Christ. One God knows that he is the Father, the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty. Yeah, because they didn't do the will. They didn't overcome. They will say, depart from me, you that work iniquity. Even though some said, I've cast out devils. I've done many wonderful works in your name, Lord. I prophesied in your name. He said, I never knew you. You go all with God or nothing. Gather, scatter, far or against. There's no middle of the road here. He says here, this is the word Lord of Zerubbabel, son of Sheltiel, Joshua, the son of Josedek. The same you read in Zechariah 3. There's a change of raiment coming for the church. For those that have an ear to hear, it is a brand plucked out of the fire. There's your ceiling. In Zechariah 3. Here it is in Haggai 1. Verse 12. They obeyed the voice of the Lord their God. The words of Haggai the prophet. This feast prophet. Showing them right before. The work of the ministry. The Lord their God. Had sent him. And the people did fear before the Lord. Then spake Haggai the Lord's messenger. In the Lord's to the Lord's in the Lord's message unto the people saying I am with you saith the Lord I'm with you as long as you go somebody said the Lord's with you well because you feel the Holy Ghost have you obeyed it oh I feel the Lord well praise God are you obeying it they gather for corn and wine feeling the Holy Ghost none considering the work of God you have to consider the work of God then he said, and the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel. The spirit of Zerubbabel, the ones coming out of, born out of Babylon, the sons of prayer, Sheltiel, and Joshua, the son of Jezedek, for a change of raiment. There is a higher glory coming that God is doing now for those that have an ear to hear. And the old store and the old wine will not, that won't be put into these new wineskins. The new wine will be put into new wineskins. Are you going to be one of them? And the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Jezedek, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. Are you in that remnant? Are you one of the ones that said, I'm going on? They're telling me that this is a not, not a negative. God's not going to do anything. He's just going to, he not will do good, neither will do evil. The Lord will do nothing until he speaks the eastern sky. Wrong, friend, how much in error of the truth of the word of God you have missed it. 
God is calling those now. Somebody said, this is radical. Of course it's radical. Of course it is. The Lord is radical. You've got to be with a fervent spirit. He stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel and of all the remnant of his people, the ones that are going to go on, the remnant of his of the woman, the one remnant of the church that keep the commandments of God because they love him and have the testimony of Jesus. That's the faith. That's the spirit of prophecy. That faith that was once delivered to the saints is now being delivered to us now. Will you heed it? Will you send forth the feet of the oxen? Will you join with us? Will you join with us in this? Will you lift up the name of Jesus? Will you be of those two sons of all, the two witnesses? Will you go forth in the name of Jesus in the work of the ministry? The remnant of the people, and they came and did work in the house of the Lord their God. And it comes right into the next month, the seventh month, which is the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. When he stirs all nations and shakes all nations and the desire of all nations shall come. The Lord shall come. All the silver and gold is mine. I'll make the glory of the latter house greater than that of the former. The latter house of the church where we're headed right now in the latter rain. Not the former rain. The latter rain. Friend, you want to be a part of it. Don't fight this work. Don't fight this, this new wine that God is doing. God's given you the opportunity to be in that remnant of receipt that keeps the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. It's up to you. We're here for you. You believe this word? God stirred something up in you? If he stirred up that remnant, and you feel that this is nothing more, and I want, you want to know what it is. You want to know because you know that God's doing a greater thing in the earth. And it, and it, it, it is an uh, unction from the Holy Ghost that God is doing, but you don't know what it is. Come with us. Let's follow the Lord Jesus and the ministry voice of Jesus and overcoming in all things unto Father and Son, knowing Him that's from the beginning. We'd love to hear from you. I'm your host, Dennis Beard. Until the next time, sealing God's people at sealinggodspeople.org. Until the next time, behold the real Jesus.